The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Welcome, everybody. Wonderful Saturday, beautiful day, and we are so fortunate to be living and enjoying it today. I think we have a show that, uh, frankly, I think is a long time coming, have uh, wanted to do this show for a long time. As you know, I work with a lot of business owners, and this guy in particular is somebody who is, in my mind, extraordinary, and I'm always talking about to business owners, tell me what makes you unique and extraordinary in your business. And uh, this is one of those things um, that uh, if you do have a business, if you want to have a business and you aspire to do that, then this particular uh, perspective, I think, is going to be of great interest to you. The show is the wow experience, and it is all about how to build an extraordinary business. And we have as a guest today, Matthew Feehan with Fix Auto. Welcome this morning. Matt. Mr. Todd, you are Oops. too kind. There we go. Mr. Todd, you are too kind. Yeah, well... Thanks for having me. It, it, it really is true, and, uh, you know, the for, for anybody who's creating a business, has a business, um, the ability that you have, as you have done, to translate that wow experience through the culture and through the individuals has produced extraordinary results. And folks, I know this because both I and my sons have used his services. Uh, it's an auto body, uh, auto repair business. And it really is uh, an amazing experience. It's unique. And and one of the things I think that builds his brand and and after, you know, Matt's gone or he sold it or even it's passed on to the next generation, I think you're going to see this continue on because he's worked so hard through his people to to, as I say, translate this. And um, <clears throat> this is one of those shows where I could easily go on for two to four hours and explore this because I think it is just amazing as a concept and how to do it. Now, I want to begin with Matt's background and have him talk a little bit or at least briefly summarize his background and how he got to where he is today. So, Matt, why don't you go ahead and just tell us how you got started, what's brought you to this point? That's a loaded question. (laughs) Yeah, well... I will give you the short story. It was a. Uh, it will start slow and we'll build in quick. My father and I uh, were on a drive to an implement dealer, and I had no idea. I was 13 years old. I was just riding along in the pickup truck, and I asked him where are we going. He says, "Well, we're going to go get uh, some equipment today to to make some hay." And we just recently moved out to the family farm. So this was kind of a new thing from a, from a kid moving out from the city to the country, and and I'd never driven a tractor. And uh, he says, "Well, I tell you what." He says, "We're going to uh, we're going to uh, put together a hay business. Actually, you're going to do it." I'm 13 years old. 
So I said, okay, uh, what does that mean? He says, well, you're going to make the hay, you're going to sell the hay, you're going to fill the barn with hay, and then the rest of it you can sell, and that's what you're going to use to to make the payments on the equipment and manage it. And I said, oh, okay. So that started that that started my entrepreneurial experience, and and it's been uh, a, a roller coaster ride ever since. And I mean that in a lot of ups and downs and, and sideways, uh, but along the way you're always growing. So from there, transition to the family business. Uh, after a successful run in hay, I handed that off to my brother and uh, started repairing uh, vehicles. Really, just uh, started. Sweeping the floors and cleaning up cars at 15 years old. I had a farm permit so I could make my way to the shop after school and uh, really grew up in the business. I love the details. I love the challenges. I love working with uh, damaged things that you can restore back to uh, looking like nothing ever happened. It's fun. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, that's uh, the farm thing is certainly something that you hear me talk about a lot. I think that's incredible and impressive because it uh, teaches people how to be self-starters on the farm. You know, so a lot of times you're going to find yourself alone and you better figure it out because there's nobody there to help you. So that's a that's a really good life lesson uh, throughout. <clears throat> but your dad is, is quite an amazing guy, and he started his own auto body business. I understand. Make, correct me if I'm wrong. Your dad was in that industry. He was a technician, and he did that. But then he decided to start his own business, and the story he told me is that he financed or collateralized his snap-on toolbox to be able to get the loan to start the business. That is a story unto itself, is it not? Absolutely. You think about uh, having an entrepreneurial seizure, right, where you're working as a technician and you decide, I can do this better than the owner can, Uh, and have enough courage and enough desire that you can actually... Okay, conceive a, a process or a thought. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to leverage my tools for a three thousand dollar loan, and I'm going to start my own business and now become this guy's competitor. Uh, my my father's a visionary, and and it, uh, it it inspires me today. And and the company Great American Auto was born. I I you know that when I say amazing, folks, I you know that kind of thing really doesn't happen today in the same way. So I think that's pretty stark, um, just because he became very successful. Uh, and and started with those humble beginnings, but had a dream and worked hard to make that dream happen. And Matt is the you know prodigy of that, and and enjoyed the benefit of being around somebody like that. But there's more to the story, Matt, because I think like a lot of young people uh, who well, let's just say young people tend to be headstrong. I know I certainly was. And in a lot of cases, uh, this is not unlike Alicia from Village Bank, who I talk about. A lot of young people who grew up in a family business at some point have a bit of a falling out, or maybe we should say a little bit of a, of a screw you, uh, mom or dad, and go out on their own. And I think that was similar to what happened with you guys, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as a falling out, but a difference of uh, perspective. Uh, keep in mind, my father said when I was five, now he's 20 years older than I am. So at five years old, he says, here's my philosophy on work. My 20s are for working hard, my 30s are for working smart, my 40s are for working less, and I'm going to retire at 50. Now, I'm five, so that's a long ways away. Wow, that right there. Wow. Okay, (laughs) go on, go on. So so from that perspective, everything kind of of builds in with this, this vision, and the vision was very much his own. 
And now he will say that uh, it took my mom being a good business partner uh, in order to keep him on track because his big vision and his ideas would get him into the weeds and, and probably would have derailed him uh, from that goal. Uh, however, that goal wasn't my goal. And uh, what I mean by that is his timeline, my timeline, two very different things. So there was a point in time where they didn't exist together, and we needed to uh, just take some time apart. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a falling out or anything of that nature. It was me more spreading my wings and trying to do something different. Keep in mind, I worked for my parents my whole life at that point for eight years. So I'm now early 20s. I'm getting married. I'm building a house. I'm moving out, and I leave the family business. That wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for them. wasn't easy for me. But I didn't know if I was good or, frankly, if I, was, if I sucked, right? Because my parents would tell me I'm good at my job regardless. They love me. My mom would tell me if I was you know, a little wasteful with the paint and going through too much thinner. But the bottom line is I needed to leave for me. I needed to go find out what does the world think of Matt. And that's where, that's where the separation came from. Well, there's an interesting <clears throat> point that we could segue off on and we won't but there are so many people folks who i work with through business transition um where one generation is passing that business on to the next and you will have uh kids on the boards of companies or kids running companies who frankly have no business being in that position they could never have succeeded to that degree in another company. And if you threw them out of this company, they would may not, maybe not even be employable in other places. So the idea that you went out on your own and that you saw that and felt that way, and I can only imagine that it was really stressful with with your family because your dad, I would expect, probably had designs on you getting involved in the business and taking it over right from the very beginning. Am I wrong or am I right about that? It in is not something we discussed a lot, and I have a younger brother and sister that were both working in the business, so I knew what As I well. was leaving. Yeah. Huh. How, yeah. When did you start working in the business? At what age? Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sweeping floors, cleaning up after high school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wasn't much of a much of a sports guy. I was a business athlete at a young age, but not, <laughs> not a football player. Very good. All right. And so he did not want to pass that business on, or you never talked about it, or what? There, there was a discussion, but it wasn't in, in great detail. Keep in mind, I was in my early twenties. Yeah, you know, a lot of pressure to put on somebody. Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna do this, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. And and I don't do that with my children either. Although there's brief discussions at times for a bigger thought process when you're working day to day. You know, think about this. What if this was yours? What would this look like? How would you, you know, handle this problem? You may not be able to do that now, but those experiences will build you for later. So that that was a, a preparatory type of thought process, but it was never really, uh, here's the strategy, here's the plan. When I was walking out, there was a good chance that I didn't get to come back because my brother and sister just moved into the primary role at wow. that point. So put a lot of effort in that next venture I was uh, taking on because I, I knew that that might be my new future. I didn't have a guarantee I get to come back. So the, the <laughs> I was stepping onto the island. Well, I would say that, one, it took courage on, on your father's part to start his own business. I would say that it probably took an equal amount of courage for you to leave the family business and go out on your own and kind of test your mettle. So let's talk a little bit about that. Where did you go next? What happened next? Where, what, where did you go? I, I guess as, as luck would have it at this point, sometimes uh, 
um, when the te- when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Uh-huh. I uh, I went to I applied for uh, to work with, at Abra as an estimator. Abra Auto Body. Yeah, so big, the, big organization. Yeah, there were uh, at that time there were ninety stores in eleven states, and I just started in Plymouth as an estimator <laughs> and uh, quickly realized that the the upbringing I had, the quality expectations, the processes, without even understanding the processes. I knew them, and maybe because it was much like making hay, right? There's certain sequences you have to follow in order to make good hay. Otherwise, it can burn the barn down. Right. So I knew that intuitively and applied that in repairing collision-damaged cars. However, uh, getting into a new world, learning a new system, I I, I found that this was pretty fun. They had a good pay plan. I realized I was money motivated. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah. There's a component of success that's a, that's a reward by uh, the compensation, and the compensation is is more important when you're young. I think uh, you can be uh, young without money, but you can't be old without it. So as you're building your wealth, uh, there there's a point in time where you're if you're really motivated to climb and you and you have a, a vision, you you put a lot of effort towards that. And so Abra allowed me to do that, and they reciprocated by uh, bringing people into my uh, path that allowed me to continue to grow in ways that I just wouldn't have been able to in, a, in, in the family business. So a big organization, bigger resources, uh, one say bigger opportunities, I don't know if that's the case, but from an education perspective, for certain, my, my vantage point grew significantly. So one being motivated, I think, just by virtue of your age and your and your situation when you when you're young, and maybe for the first time in your life you have a wife, maybe new children on the way or already there who are dependent upon you. I can tell you from my own perspective that was a bit like driving a dump truck on my shoulders. I felt the weight of that, and I think it radically changed my perspective about the need for money. So I think maybe I don't know, maybe that was part of it. But what you're saying with, with Fix Auto, or with Fix Auto, forgive me, with Abra Auto, is that you were exposed to people who were already successful and you were able to, to use those people as mentors. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Yeah. I, I was a small fish in a big pond. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think mentorship is like the most powerful thing on the planet for aspiring business owners. Nobody ever really makes it on their own. You always have to have to take advantage of that. But you know, you also have to be in a position to learn And, uh, you know, one of my challenges when I was young was that I was insecure. And when someone who was a so-called expert would 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 talk or or give a talk or be in the room, I swear to you, I literally was just waiting for them to shut up long enough so I could prove that I knew more than they did because I was so (laughs) insecure. And uh, and it really was a mistake because I didn't learn the things that I needed to learn, or at least I learned them the hard way. And uh, and for any budding entrepreneur, I would tell you, you know, two ears and one mouth for a reason, you know. Um, and uh, I made that mistake, and uh, I understand later that the mentorship made a huge difference, so it did for you as well. Um when I know some things about you, which I'll expose rather than have you because you may not. And that is that Matt became 
the number one store manager for Aber Auto Body, and so much so that he was um, he was able to to uh, to create such amazing results that literally they paid and sent in a team to follow him around to try to figure out how in the world he was able to do what he did over a period of time. So the little store in Plymouth that Matt started as an estimator became the store manager, and that became the store, and he became the store manager. Now I'm not going to say that there weren't other amazing store managers within Aber as a huge company but he took it to that level and obviously learned a whole lot in a short period of time so let's take you through to store management what was that like when you first started started became a manager what did they why did they feel that they had you know belief in you that you could do that and then once you had that job what were your desires and aspirations to be able to prove to them that they had made the right choice in that regard you know, I, I think the there was an awareness that started before that, and what, something I maybe I have not told you, but it was a it was a short conversation my father and I had, and he said to me, "You think you know what you know, but you don't know Jack." <laughs> it sounds like something a father would say. <laughs> if you would just shut up and listen to me. If he's listening now, he's going to be like, oh, that's not how it came out. But that's the way I heard it, right? Right. Uh, I would take years off your learning curve. So that was the, that was this thought of, wow. I can make, I can help you get further faster with less effort if you just listen. And that's where that maybe that insecurity or that desire to prove yourself. I'm worthy. I can do this. Uh, th- that's that, that youthfulness and where wisdom collide. And are you smart enough or are you aware enough to be quiet and listen? And I was. And so when I moved from the estimating role into the general manager role, it didn't take long. I said, I'm ready. I said, give, give, me a, give me a store. Because I knew what I needed to know uh, very, very quickly that I had, I had what it took. And so when they wow. when they found the store, they bought a franchise back. It actually was in St. Louis Park. So I was tasked with going in and, and st- taking over a franchise store, bringing it back to the corporate entity. Uh, that was brutal. It was brutal for a lot of reasons because mainly the team members thought that it was a hostile takeover. I didn't know that. I'm just coming in to do a job. And it was, it was not easy. I think at the end of that uh, six-month run, my uh, supervisor at the time, uh, who, uh, who left me out on an island, maybe for the, my benefit or maybe not, but he looked at me and he goes, I can't believe you're still here. Wow. And I said, yeah, okay. And he said, uh, I don't think I could have done what you just did because we started to turn the ship around. At that time, that store was number 89 out of 90. Huh. It was not good. So uh, that probably earned me you might you might say you were positioned to fail (laughs) there was a so for all you entrepreneurs or or aspiring entrepreneurs this is something that i said to myself for at least six months straight if i think to myself i should quit five times in one day i'm really going to do it and i can't tell you how many times i got to four countless times in that first six months it was awful. Now, what did I learn? Perseverance. I learned how to look inside so I could help an outside expression. I figured out ways to come up with relating to people twice my age that uh, you know were, were very uh, not my people, right? I didn't hire them. 
they were just I'm I'm the adversary coming in to take that over. So I had to earn their trust, had to stand firm on what I knew was to be true. Got to turn out a quality product. Got to be good to your customers. You got to call your customers and give them updates. Nothing worse. Anybody, everybody that has had a car has dropped a vehicle off and gotten it repaired and not received enough communication of what's taking place, right? I mean, that's everybody has had that experience. I'm not going to be that, right? Aber did something really cool. They measured CSI and they tied your page CSI. to it. Customer satisfaction there index. You go. Very yes. Good. And they and they tied your pay to it. You don't have happy customers, you don't get a bonus. I love that. I do. Because you have to call. You have to keep people updated. If your day goes really sour, if you call your customers and let them know, even if things didn't go right, the parts didn't show up, the color didn't match, we had to repaint it. I mean, a lot of things can go wrong. We don't have to share them all. But be honest and be sincere and be genuine. People, when they know you care, they'll cut you a little slack if things don't go well because they know you're going to do a good job. So somewhere in there, I earned that with Abra. And then a man showed up in my life. And this man, uh, similar to my father, sat in the corner of this new store that I had just moved into. And he said, uh, if I could make your life easier every day in the repair center, would you be willing to listen to me? Wow. And I thought, whoa, that sounds like my dad. <laughs> and I remember what my dad said to me, right? So... I'm going to say yes. That changed my life. That one decision, being in the right place at the right time with the right attitude, changed my life. No doubt about it. I'm the better for it every single day, and I'm grateful for all those people that put that in my path. And maybe I earned it, maybe I didn't, but uh, it happened. So that man then changed. uh, The next Monday, I had uh, six Sigma black belts from G Capital there. I didn't know they were a minority owner in Abra. So we started process mapping out every single thing I did through the day, how a car flowed, how we wrote estimates, how we scheduled cars, how we disassembled them, how we analyzed the damage, how we blueprinted, all of those things. Ended up being a four-year pilot program. That's where I became number one manager in the country. We got there really quick because there was a lot of low-hanging fruit. But then we started to get into the details, and we built a uh, plan, a blueprint for how to run a repair center. And that put me in places uh, was very interesting. I, I got to spend a week at uh, in Bloomington at State Farm uh, with their training center, working with their people, looking at how they looked at vehicles, wondering uh, what or what was the most important thing for them, and then realizing what that was through the training and the mentoring that they gave us. President of uh, uh, Farmers Insurance flew out of uh, L.A. sitting in my office, asking me about repair metrics. How old were you at that time? Ooh, 27. <laughs> okay, keep going. So it, it, was, it was my history, my background of how, uh, knowing how to repair vehicles, right? That, that was really important. Knowing how to repair a car, I was now able to take this information they were giving me, relate it not only in the administrative side, but then also on the physical side of what it took to produce. So I was in a unique spot because that first eight years with my parents, most of the time I was working on... The vehicles, painting, you know, painting my dad's buddy's show cars, right? I mean, they, they come back with a big trophy and look like, great for you. I had 150 hours into that car. Uh, I didn't like that much time. My patience was short, but I didn't, uh, but I appreciated the attention to detail. And that's where, you know, my, my focus then takes us to this business today is how fast can I, we go? How perfect can we be? And that, that's, a unique, that's a unique contemplation because not a lot of people are looking at it from that perspective of 
we, our quality has to be exceptional, right? This this vehicle that they're bringing us is now almost six hundred or almost six figures. It could be a hundred thousand uh, dollar SUV. Well, it, it's got to look and perform like nothing ever happened to it. Well, I learned a lot when you're in the the training center at Bloomington, Illinois, for the largest insurance carrier in the country, learning it what you know from their perspective. Oh my goodness, doesn't that set you light years ahead? Light years ahead. It was an awesome, awesome time to be in the collision repair. So I want to make a point here before we take our first break. Um, Matt, did you did you attend college? Hard knocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the answer is no. Okay. Tech, and yet, tech and yet, school. Okay. And yet, yet Matt was valedictorian of his high school class. And really, with the point that I want to make out is that education is a lot more than between the walls of a school or an educational, uh, edu- uh, you know, group. It's th- what you learn. The education that you gleaned in that short period of time is flat out amazing. So I'm just wanting to give hope to anybody who thinks that if they don't attend college, uh, they 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 don't have the ability to succeed. And yet, I'm also saying you got to open yourself up to the learning as you described going through those things. I immediately come to the best way to learn is to teach. So I can only see you explaining things over and over again and telling them how it needs to be. And and what that does is that also further uh, puts it in your own mind that it must be that way. And that whole concept of the best way to learn is to teach. Because when you teach somebody, by goodness, you better follow the things you just taught them or told them you're going to do. So Wow, a lot of education went on for you during that period of time. Let's take our first break. We are speaking with Matthew Feehan. Matt owns Fix Auto. Uh, it is quite literally, you want your car or your truck or your, your, your vehicle, damaged vehicle fixed in the best way with attention to detail like no other. If you want to see what the wow experience is all about, I say this in all sincerity, you need to take your vehicle to fix auto because he and his organization are just flat out extraordinary. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. 
Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have just an amazing conversation going on with an extraordinary business owner, Matthew Feehan of Fix Auto. Uh, they have multiple locations around the Twin Cities. Why don't you tell them, Matt, just real quick about where they, how they could find you, your contact information. Certainly. Uh, easiest way is to email us or to call, sometimes uh, depending on which store you're looking for, uh, email uh, Brooklyn Park at fixauto.com or the Maple Grove stores, Maple Grove at fixautousa.com. Pardon me. USA is the, uh, fixautousa is the uh, email address. But otherwise, uh, 763-424-2522 gets you to the main directory and you can navigate between uh, Maple Grove and Brooklyn Park from there. Give All that right. phone number a couple more times. You went through that real fast. 763-424-2522. Very good. You had a comment you wanted to make when we came back here. Yeah, we were talking about education, and there there are definitely more. There, there's more than one way to get your education, and although uh, a bit of a contrarian when it comes to four year degrees, uh, four year degree doesn't really fit a technical um, application. You know, if you're if you're a plumber, if you're HVAC, uh, you know, the, the carpenters, all of the trades, right? That You don't need four years for that. However, uh, I'm very pro-learning. So there's a difference, right? The education you pay for versus what you are learning and then immediately can apply it. So the, the thought of education, I took my high school career as my four-year degree, right? I had that plan, very intentional. You said I was a valedictorian. Uh, 
that was intentional. I took the hardest classes, and you should have seen the look on my instructor's faces when they were asking me about college and where are you going, and I said, well, I'm not. I said, that's what you're doing for me now. I have a plan after this. So when you talked about insecurity as a youngster and, and kind of growing through that, for some reason, I've never had that. I walk, I mean, it's it just, I've always had something directing me and guiding me to the point where my wife will laugh and she will say, I followed you around in high school for three years. You didn't even know I was three feet behind you. And I would say, no, I didn't. I, I didn't know anything other than what I was on and the path that I was going. So it was a very interesting perspective, but that took me through my 20s working with all of these industry professionals where I didn't question a thing. The confidence was there because I knew I could fix the car. I knew I could paint the car. And I knew all of these things from a very young age because I started running a business when I was 13. I had to hire my buddies. I had to sell the hay. I had to stack it on a wagon and drive it five miles down the road and try to climb the hill with the in the dirt road with that tractor barely making it up the hill and I'm thinking if I slide backwards down this hill and all this hay falls what's going to happen I'm the only one so I had this independence that was kind of driven into me and then validated some confidence with the the racing horses grew up being able to barrel race horses and compete with them and you know that that was unique so Take that where people say, well, I'm, I'm, I didn't ride horses. I didn't grow up on a farm. How am I going to win? How am I going to be successful? And it, it comes back to what we talked about, listening, paying attention, understanding who's around you, and being intentional on where you want to go. Have a vision for yourself and then work that plan. It's not going to be a straight road. It's not going to be easy. It'll have a lot of curves and a lot of dips. It's the roller coaster of life. I think... Uh, We've got a book out there called The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster for a reason, right? Because that's the way it is. However, the education, you got to be able to learn and keep it uh, in the forefront of your mind. I think um, I, I can feel your internal drive resonating across here, but I'm going to, again, take a segue here because you managing yourself and managing other people is an entirely different thing and bringing uh, their, their better characteristics out of them and having them work as a team, that's a whole nother plateau or a whole nother level. So talk about how you developed and evolved to be able to do that. That's a very, very, uh, that's a deep question and it's the work of my life. So there's a difference between being a boss and being a leader. And at some point, through your growth, you realize that everybody depends on me and everybody's coming to me. And I, haven't, I don't have the freedom to grow the business because I'm answering all the questions. I'm, I'm fielding all the problems. And, the, and so you ask yourself, are you a leader of followers or are you a leader that builds leaders? Mm. So with that, I shifted. I shifted the thought process to be about everyone else. This isn't about me. This isn't about how good Matt is. This, frankly, I need to shine the spotlight on everyone else. When everything goes, which is well, not easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> when you're used to growing and creating, uh, you you have to check the ego at the door. You have to be able to sit down and say this: If we're going to succeed, it's not going to be because of me. I, I will be there, and and the speed of the pack is the speed of the leader. So my job is to stay out front, but it's no longer to do. I have to help people do. 
So you create an environment where when things go really well, they get the spotlight, and when things go really bad, it's the spotlight's all on you, and you just own it because you you can you got to take that, and because you're working on building fragile people. I don't mean they're sensitive and fragile in, in the sense, but humanity is fragile, right? That that essence of being vulnerable and being willing to grow and put yourself out there in an area that. In that environment, if I make a mistake, what's going to be the backlash? Because forever you're taught in school, well, if you get an A, you're smart and you're good. But if you get a, a C or a D, you're a failure, right? Or an F, you're a failure. And somewhere in there, this this ability to go make mistakes, learn from them, and grow is lost. So I have to help break that down say, it's okay. Go make a mess. Go make a mess, and I'll help you clean it back up. If you fall apart, we'll stitch you back up. We'll let you go do it again and try, and, and you'll fall apart again, and we'll stitch you up. But at some point, there won't be any more stitches to place because you'll figure it out. And if you can believe in them, and you can love on them, and you can support them, say, hey, if you don't believe in yourself, just believe in the belief that I have in you. That'll be enough, and we'll get there. You also have to have the ability or, the, or give them the latitude to fail. That is very important because, you know, as a, as a lot of business owners I work with, they've got the attitude that, doggone it, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And consequently, nobody around them grows because nobody feels they have that latitude to be able to do it. Now, nobody wants to fail. Obviously, you have to detest failure, but you have to be willing to take the risk in that to be able to, to grow. We're going to take another break here. We'll be right back with Matt Feehan with Fix Auto talking about how to create something really special, that wow experience and extraordinary business. We'll be right back. something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal how about the rich look of custom copper gutters copper gutters are not only beautiful they also offer timeless durability william foss with gutter solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters i get compliments every day if you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website seamless solutions mn.com ask for billy i have trusted attorney brian aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients aho law office is the go-to firm i choose because brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. 
My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. We left uh, talking about the things that Matt had learned and uh, going beyond himself and uh, working with other people and pressing upon them uh, what they needed to do, let them run, let them grow, and standing back and allowing them to do that. I think that's really important. But Matt then made a decision to leave Abra and go on to start his own business. So not start, but purchase your dad's business. And that sounds like an interesting story in of itself. So let me look, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was a conversation my parents brought up. They'd had a, uh, this was maybe six months. So this would have been uh, late 2005. They uh, uh, said, we're, we're getting close to retirement and uh, wanted to know if you wanted to buy the business. And at that point, I very much did. And, we then had a conversation, a little preparatory uh, <sighs> planning. We then made that transition in April, April 1st of 2006. Keep in mind, it was an interesting date because that was um, my dad's birthday is on April 10th. So it was nine days before he turned 51. Wow. So he made his goal. My goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> wow. From 20, what, 30 years, 
30 years previous. So, I mean, so much that internal drive and intention, I think, is very powerful. Apparently, that that was uh, something that you did learn from your dad, because I see so much of that in you. Um, What... uh, what did you when you when you made the decision mentally just made the, the mental shift decision that you're going to go in to your own uh, business and and try to create some of the obviously things that you had learned along the way? What were some of the specific things that you were looking to accomplish? That's a great question. I I, I knew the course of where I wanted to go, but I I didn't have any specifics that was. This is exactly how this had to happen. Well, what was that course where you wanted to go? I wanted to grow the business. I wanted to see what I could do. I wanted to expand uh, my capabilities and, and and how we were going to get there, what we were going to do. There wasn't, uh, and, and maybe this maybe this will qualify it. the The store I was leaving was doing three times the annual sales that the company I was buying. Right, so I. I I knew where we were going to go right away. We were going to grow. We were going to grow financially. However, uh, the the other pieces of the puzzle weren't there yet. I, I didn't, you know, did I have a vision of having multiple stores? Uh, did I have a vision of transitioning to a new brand? The, the, none of that had really was in my focus. First of all, it's like, can I make the payment? <laughs> hey, sure. I mean, let's be sure. real. Yeah. And and then understand because when you're working for a corporation that has its own infrastructure with uh, accountants and the financial team you're producing but you're not on the day-to-day accounting side so the accounts payable and a lot of that stuff wasn't in your it wasn't my responsibility so i had to learn the back-end system or the back-end banking you know processes of of running a company and and that took a little bit of time so i knew how to run the offense but i didn't know how to count it and account for it and, and so i was I had to put a lot of pieces in place, players, you know, making sure I had the right CPA, making sure I had an advisor, you know, some of those pieces that I'd never hired before. Right. And, and so that, that, that took a little bit of time for us to get going. Were there things specifically with Abra that you were able to accomplish, given your enormous success with them, that you wanted to uh, uh, overlay in the new endeavor and, and take those, those lessons and those habits and be able to imprint some of that on on your business that you just purchased from your father were there were there some of those things there was constraints within the the large organization that uh, i could immediately see were going to stifle their ability to roll out what we had discovered over this four-year five-year pilot program you know that was a million dollar investment in uh, that abra had placed that in that prod uh, product or project and with that, we, we produced a manual. That manual was the operational playbook that ultimately helped them go from 90 stores to 400 stores after I had left. So it, it worked. However, working with every general manager, training them, they went through my uh, my store. The, the problem was the leadership lid for every general manager varied, and it, in some cases it varied greatly. So for them to implement this that had taken me four years to learn and them to do that quickly was not going to happen. Well, I got away with the good stuff there because I, I had explained it so many times. You mentioned teaching. And because of because I was the teacher explaining all of this, it's kind of like uh, it, it dug a groove in my brain like the Grand Canyon, 
right? I, I can see things that and, and understand things at a different level very easily. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to continue what we started, continue what that company would no longer be able to do because of its size was now its uh, disadvantage. And because of our agility and my ability to make changes on the fly to improve the system, we were far more poised to implement them at a greater capacity and a greater efficiency. We're going to take another break here. Um, I want to make a point. When we come back from break, we're going to talk to Matthew about how to imprint uh, a system on an organization, how he produces the wow experience. And I'll talk about that when we come back. But, you know, the other thing that I that I wanted to bring up is this notion of Matt coming to this business. And while he certainly had the practitioner skills, having started in the industry early, what I saw in Matt when I went to work with him and for him or he hired me to help him was that he immediately had a business owner mindset. Matt is not the guy uh, that uh, that is uh, his self-esteem is built around being good as a, as an out-of-body technician. I saw that immediately and recognized that he was very interested and driven to become a business owner with that mindset. Today, uh, Matt has three stores. We've been working on a fourth store for a while, and Matt has visions of even going as far as 10 different stores and locations, but Matt stands behind three screens in his office with cameras in the different uh, the different locations, and Matt can tell you the numbers backwards and forwards of every store. He can defend those numbers backwards and forwards, tell you where he's deficient, and he knows everything about all of it, and it's a, it's a thing I talk about, know your numbers, know your numbers. Matthew is a business owner mindset, yet he translates the success and the quality through all of his people, and it just flat out is amazing. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back talking about Matthew Feehan with Fix Auto. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. 
Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So, you know, again, I, I just want to make the point that for those of you who are in business or those of you who are aspiring business people, one of the greatest challenges that you have is that your self-esteem is wrapped up in the work, doing the work, being good at the work of the of the of the job and separating that uh to grow and scale a business is not an easy thing on your ego. It's a really important point. So if you see yourself as who would I be if not the best, you know, roofer or the best mechanic or the best whatever, it is literally not always, but often can be a detriment to the growth of the business. You have to become a student of the industry and you have to be utterly open to the learning. And I remember Matt, when we first met, he said, Teach me to be a financial person. I need to know all the financial sides. Teach me everything there is to know. And let me just tell you, Matt learns in rapid fire. And Matt was already extraordinary and has only become even more so as time has gone on. Now, he owns his own business. And like I said at the top of the show, I wish the heck we had, you know, two to four hours to explore some of these things because you could easily do it. But I want to transition because he the the business itself is amazing and i'll and i'll tell you this from my own perspective having brought our cars in to work on them and having and not knowing this by the way at the time when you walk in the door the folks who are there treat you in such a way and are so over the top in the way that that they help you and conduct themselves that you can't help but walk out the door Having, you know, scheduled your car, dropped your car off, you walk out the door and on your way down the sidewalk, you say to yourself silently, wow. 
And it kind of reminds me of when you were a kid, folks, if you can remember when you were a kid and maybe you were doing something and you knew your parents were watching you out the window and you were working hard to get them to be amazed by what you were doing, to get them to say, wow, honey, you did such a great job. I see that in the in the folks at at Fix Auto. And I feel like it's just amazing. How does that orchestra come together and that happen? So. Explain the wow experience, Matt. Very intentional. It's very intentional. Everything we do has a purpose, has a thought. Uh, there's a uh, there's a book, Michael Gerber, uh, the E Myth, and he takes a very deep dive on breaking down every aspect of the business, and and it's not anything collision related, but whatever business you're in, right? And those those details matter. When you have the vehicle completed, it's backed up into its parking spot. Is it perfectly centered between the lines and the and oh, the, wow. uh, <laughs> the parking to detail. lot? I love Is it. the steering wheel straight? I'm so sorry, folks. Wish we had more time. We're <laughs> going to bring Matt back again for another time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero.